Oh my gosh, it's Wednesday once again, which means it is time for another podcast. Welcome, 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 and uh, happy coronavirus mm-hmm. life. I was going to say week, month. You don't even know what to say about that, right? right. Uh, so I am super excited to get started with a topic that was actually recommended to us today. So before we get into that, let me go ahead and let... I was like, let me introduce myself, but I mean, let me introduce my best friend, Anderson, who is here to talk today as well. Hello, hello. I am Jesse Anderson, but you can call me Anderson. You can find me at photoswithanderson.com or on Facebook. You can also search my private group. It's Boudoir Photos with Anderson, and that is for ladies 18 years or older. Yeah, or you can just friend request me because I like friends. <laughs> Especially in this day and age. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and this is Rachel, of course, if you didn't already know, but you might have. And uh, I'm really excited because this Saturday we have the empowerment class that's officially happening as online, which is the uh, cool way to do things these days. So if you are looking for some ways and tips to kind of navigate through this at a greater level and more individualized for yourself, please let me know. I'd love, love, love to get you hooked up with a seat. So that you could focus a lot on uh, your wealth and your relationships and your mental and physical well-being and your spirituality and your passion, which may be your job, but I often find is not. So really great way to delve into if you're feeling some emptiness, if you're feeling some discord in your life right now, generally that's a good sign that the things that you thought you believed about things are might they might not be accurate or at least not with who you are now. So we kind of unravel what that means and what that looks like and then hit you up with some tips and tricks to add to your tool belt so that you can really shift your mindset going forward about the true way you want to live your life. So please make sure to let me know. And uh, Anderson and I've got a group over on Facebook that's kind of just taken a life of its own with the Beginner's Guide to Wellness. Uh, We're about to wrap up our very first month. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, it's crazy. Um, and there's been a lot of positivity, especially in the wake of uh, this new lifestyle that everybody's really being forced to live and pivot into change. So uh, if you just need some like, I'd say some TLC, if you need a community, whatever it is to kind of help navigate and definitely look for some suggestions, let us know about that too and get you added over there. So today, um, as I'd mentioned, because of that group on Facebook, we were referred to a topic uh, to cover in our podcast today, which feels very fitting um, for several different levels. This would be um, something that would be, you know, a good subject to talk about even if this crazy thing wasn't happening, but it's it's probably a good time to expedite the process if you're if you're struggle busting a little bit. So how to kind of navigate through unweary times, how to kind of check in with yourself, and definitely like <coughs> excuse me, what to do uh, right now with everything that's happening. So chances are really good that your life has been affected by this. I don't, I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how it can't be right at this point. Even I mean little children who don't understand the concept know that things are different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I started laughing because Rory is my five-year-old bonus daughter and she keeps calling it uh, diabetes. And like, we tell her it's, no, it's pronounced coronavirus. She's like, I know, I know diabetes. It's fine. And like, (laughs) just, it's it's just too cute. So Uh, yeah. So even she knows that something is going on. Something's going on. Yeah. And if you've got children, for crying out loud, you know, they're not in school now. So I was actually just, um, I wanted to bring this up, honestly, because everybody, well, I think one of the first people, things people ask each other is, how are you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, how are you transitioning? And for me, it was very bizarre because, you know, I've always, I've been a work from home mom with Olivia. And now we have our two older boys that are here every day, Monday through Friday and every other weekend. And 
at, at first I was like kind of grappling with some guilt because I'm like, this is not different than like, say summertime. So like, why are you stressed out? Like you should be able to alter this. And then I'm like, meh. I mean, like if I'm being completely honest with myself, I know that there's other parents out there that have really good structure for their kids. But during the summertime around here for us, the mentality is absolutely more relaxed. And there's no focus on learning. There really isn't. It's, uh, I, it's you, should, you shouldn't have a brain break for your children. I get it, but I'm, whatever. I'm coming up in my personal development as a parent now. I'm getting better <laughs> at it. But, but that, that's there, that pressure of, oh God, well now we're going to have to make sure that they have good structure. Uh, it, it was going to be temporary, but within 24 hours, it was all of a sudden the kids are out of school for, until the end of the year. You know, so we've got great help from teachers and support from, you know, that online curriculum, but it's not even required. So... Yeah. Really? No, it's not required for them to do it. And uh, there's no grading at all. It's all just about kind of, you know, it's what you would expect. It's just exercise the brain. And hopefully when they come back from the summer, I'm pretty sure that they're looking at, you know, testing the children to make sure they can move on to the next grade, which is crazy. So um, if you're a parent out there and you're feeling a little pressure, like I feel like you should know that's okay. Uh, You know, we, we have teachers for a reason and it's not to pass the buck off, but it's definitely a partnership. Um, so it's a, it's a whole new world for everybody. And so there is a lot of pressure about not only now are you educating your children, what are you going to choose to educate them on? Mm -hmm. Are you going to keep the traditional school system? Are you going to, like, I told my kids, I'm like, I would really love on a Friday afternoon to give you a a course in entrepreneurship. I'd I'd love to give you a course in finances. You know, these are things that you're not gonna be learning in school. So now I have this great opportunity. I feel like to teach my kids what I think they need to learn. So there's a lot of things going on, all right? And then on top of that, you know, you still have your regular parenting expectations. You're, you're uh, making sure that you don't raise tiny assholes is what I always like to say. That's my parenting philosophy. Like, that's the core of who I am. So it's a lot of added responsibility. And um, then you're still a person on top of that. You know, then you're navigating whatever's going on in your occupation. For a lot of people, they're coming home from two incomes to one. They're coming home from two incomes to zero. They're coming home from reduced hours, whatever the case may be. So it's really important that, you know, you check in with yourself first and foremost before we even get into content, I think, is that where are you at? And if you're overwhelmed, that's okay. But it's not okay to sweep it under the rug and act like nothing's going on. I mean, for God's sake, you can't get away from it. So there's no reason why you should act like something's not happening. So one of the first things that uh, I think that we wanted to cover was how are you viewing this situation for yourself? Are you, woe is me, this is crazy, like, whatever the case may be. Like, I think that majority of the people I've spoken to just, I mean, for me, it's, it's eerie. It's like they're, especially healthcare professionals, they keep saying it feels like there's a calm before a storm. Like they Mm -hmm. feel like there's a bunch of stuff that's about to happen and change, which it is theoretically, you know, once people start becoming more exposed to it, then people that are genuinely sick are going to be in the hospital. And the people who think that they could be sick, but might not be, are going to be in the hospital. And then it's going to, really just kind of escalate everything and the exposure rate will skyrocket because those healthcare workers can't do anything about having to go to work. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. And they're taking a really great risk uh, for our behalf. So shout out to medical professionals, by the way. Hey, oh, we appreciate everything you do. Um, I couldn't do it uh, for a number of different reasons, Mm -hmm. let alone what's going on now. But uh, I appreciate you. I I I see you. My sister's one of them. My stepmom, who is down in Arizona right now, um, posted a, I haven't seen her in years, but she posted a picture on Facebook of her decked out in all of her gear, and she looks like she's on a space expedition. Mm-hmm. Like it, that was eye opening. Exposure point. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people are talking about how they're getting trained in this right now too. So, um, where are you? That's what we're talking about. Where are you at? So, and how is it affecting your life 
individually is something that I think that everybody needs to take stock in because even within a relationship, even within a family household, everybody's perspective is different on what's going on. Um, and even with a partner, like uh, even in, in, you, you need to understand that one person might be cool, cool as a cucumber and the other person might be freaking the F out behind the scenes. So it's very important that you give each other the opportunity to be free in that emotion, what you're feeling, but don't be afraid to talk about what you, you're, you're feeling stressed about or overwhelmed or unsure because your partner's on a mind reader and suffering in that alone is it's, you're not a martyr. You're not doing anybody any favors by taking it all on your shoulders. Um, trust in me. Okay. Believe in me. If you are trying to avoid a quarter life crisis, that's the last thing that you want to do. All right. So, um, with the focus of what's going on in your life, I think that personally, I believe, and as Jess and I were talking about right before we jumped on, I think she's kind of on the same page, that there's really two ways you have the opportunity to view this this situation. And one of them, which I think is probably the more pertinent, is the challenge. People are looking at this as adversity, which it is. Like, you, that's not that's not a lie. That's not, that's not, not factual. But is it, is it adversity in your life, right? There is terrible things that could be happening. There could be massive changes that you were un unprepared for, but how are you viewing it? Is it a challenge all of a sudden? Or are you going to shift it into an opportunity, which I think is so difficult for a lot of people to do, but we can, we'll talk about how to do that. So give it, give us an example you think would be like a challenge that people are facing right now. Well, I have a few that let's do it. Pop, pop off the top of my head, but pop it up, pop up, pop up. The first thing um, I've been thinking about one of my friends from high school a lot because just a month ago I saw her and we reconnected after almost 10 years and she was telling me about how she was working three jobs and it, it was all jobs that she enjoyed, but she was working three separate jobs for like corporate America and now she's been laid off from all three of them. And so one day she's posting about how she really enjoys that she has three jobs because she's single, she doesn't have any kids, but she really likes nice cars and really likes nice bags and stuff. And so she's posting one day about being able to afford all of these things. And the very next day is, does anyone know how to apply for unemployment? Because she'd been laid off from all three of her jobs. And so in my head, I'm like, that's a huge challenge to go from A, she was a, the type of person that was supporting the lifestyle she wanted. She enjoyed the, the job she was doing. And now she's completely jobless, incomeless. I mm -hmm. mean, I, I'm sure she will be approved for unemployment um, in some regards. So she'll have some income but not the level that she was, that she's used to yeah. and the, the level that she had created for herself. Cause if she wasn't, there's a lot of people that I think play victim when they have to play multiple or have multiple jobs where it's again, the perspective of, Oh, well, I, I have, have to, to. Do this. I have to do this. She chose to do that. Yeah. And now she's being forced out of it. Yeah. So lots of a job. Sorry. That was a really long explanation. Nobody cared, but anyways. Yeah. But it's a good example, yeah. especially that mindset that you talked about too. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. There, I, we, a friend of ours was explaining like in her place of work that most of them were forced to reduce hours. They didn't have an option. Mm -hmm. And then people who were salaried were actually going to have to take a percentage decrease in their salary. And it depended on, I think basically your level within the company, but it ranged from 12% to 25% mm -hmm. of a pay cut. And again, it wasn't optional. And the, the thing that I thought was just crazy that just blew my mind was that she had also said that after everything was going to blow over, she was not going to be raised back up to that um, percentage. So she was going to take a 12% pay loss. It was going to take her a minimum of five years to get it back. What? Yeah. Not get back, get back to where get she was. I her, said yeah. that wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so here's the thing. That one for me, I think is a really good example, right? When she tells me this story, I kind of just like... Um, 
watch her face, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's her reaction to it? Because that's, I'm listening, but I'm also like, am I supposed to be supportive? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to be like, your company's crap? You know, like, like am I supposed to be that kind of supportive? Or, or am I just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, which I hate to do, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, but she was just kind of like, yeah, you know, like it's, you got to take one for the team. You know, the bigger picture is, is that everybody is suffering and I can't expect that, you know, I'm one person that they can make an exception for. Uh, so what am I going to do? Am I, I'm going to, I'm obviously going to have to go home. I'm going to have to look at my budget. I'm going to have to see what can I cut? Uh, what is a luxury? What's a necessity at this point? And if I'm, if I'm feeling frustrated, that's okay. Like nobody's saying that you can't have emotions that are negative. Um, you have to acknowledge those, which we'll talk about. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also for her, it was, but what about these other people? What about these other people that are already making less money than I was? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, they have reduced hours and, she doesn't have kids at home anymore. So what about people that still have young children that are trying to save or whatever, whatever. And everybody's got things that they need to pay for in life too. So that's two different ways to look at it. And um, I think the more important thing is when you you can search for them for an opportunity, right? So um, yes, you might have be in a position where you've lost your job entirely. And that sucks. You, You are allowed to take a certain amount of time to be like, I feel crappy. This is not fair. But the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter if it's fair or not. And whether you created the problem, it's now yours to deal with. And I think that that's a very, yeah, very powerful phrase that I've been using a lot lately because that's where you find is the woe is me. Nobody owes you anything, unfortunately, in this Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And I think a lifestyle in life in general. And I think that that's where a lot of people are going to end up is somebody owes me something. Everybody feels that way. And this is crazy to me that we're, ooh, goosebumps because we're all experiencing it at the exact same time. But when you're in personal development, that's generally how you get to personal development is because you have a crash course and nobody owes me crap. Mm-hmm. I think people owe me stuff, um, but nobody owes me anything. And everybody's in the same race. And that's that's why it's interesting because I went through it at 32-ish, 33-ish. Some people don't go through it till their 40s or 50s. Some people never go through it. Um, but it, it's it's interesting that everybody's it's hitting everybody at the same time. It, nobody owes you anything. You you have to understand that nobody's coming for you. Nobody's going to save you. Um, and while I understand that programs are important, here's the thing about the government. Okay, they're looking to do a stimulus package. That's fantastic. But here's here's what baffles my mind is that right now nothing's getting done because everybody's arguing over what's the right thing to do, which is hard because everybody's coming from different states, which means different cost of living, which means uh, different opinions, which means demographically it's different, you know, based on what you think is important versus what you don't think is important. You're going to be waiting a while to figure out whether or not, you know, you're going to get evicted because Trump says no evictions, but on a state level, they can make that decision whether, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you need to be prepared that you cannot sit by if you're, even if your hours are reduced, there's a good chance you might lose your job. You might lose your job because what happens if, there is no no longer a need mm-hmm. for service for your occupation. So you can't sit here and just like kind of coast through and go, oh, okay, well, I mean, you know, my job altered it for me, so now I can work from home. Well, what happens when your job doesn't have a job for you? Nobody is coming to save you. Okay, so I got on that squirrel moment. So the government level, what I'm talking about, this is not a political conversation. It's really important that you stick with this. They're going to be sorting that crap out for a while. And yes, theoretically, we might be able to get a portion of some help each individual, which is incredibly important, I think. But where do you think that money's coming from? That money is not free. We will be paying for that in taxes at some point. 
And so we're just paying to help ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. So you might as well help yourself now. And then there's also like small government loans that they're offering um, for small businesses and things that are non-traditional. But to me, I was I was butthurt about that like immediately. Like Tony's like, I think that's a great idea. And I'm like, theoretically, yes, it is. But again, you're telling me, we understand that this is a hardship. So let's go ahead and help you out. But you're still gonna have to pay interest on it. Mm-hmm. I understand why, but I'm like, in my mind, that makes no sense to me. So I'm basically going to be paying interest now for cost of living, not even like stupid expenses that I effed up on with consumer debt. And mm-hmm. I took the trip I wasn't supposed to. Cost of living, I'm going to be not only struggling with, but you want me to pay it back. So that's hard for me because I feel like that's, if you're, if you think, oh, everything's gonna be taken care of, you need to look at the finer print, in my opinion. You're only digging yourself a deeper hole at that point, okay? But now at the local level, it's it's amazing and remarkable to me the way that people come together in things like this. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, like I've seen backpack programs for kids. I've seen um, so many amazing opportunities online for not only children, but for families, for activities. Um, you know, as much as I hate to say, like the fact that Disney Plus like dropped like Frozen 2, friggin' smart mm-hmm. on their level, but also, yeah, great. So we don't, we, we weren't gonna get to see that, well, it's not, not in theaters, but you know what I mean? Like you don't take your children to out, you can't. There's a lot of um, companies that are talking about just dropping big name movies early because of that and you're saving money and it's an experience, but so many cool things are coming out of it. But um, again, we're saving ourselves, right? The community comes together, the community sees the biggest things that are in need and we are taking it upon ourselves to make sure that those things get done at a local level, but we are doing it. That's not the government that's doing that. That's not, Senator Ricketts is not sticking, it's, it's having it at a local level. Reset the clock, Rachel, just don't get into it, okay? So, and then again, we, we are the ones that are paying for it. We're the ones that are donating our time, our money, our resources, trying to figure out how to better this community. So you're still paying for it, right? And I'm not saying stop donating locally, okay? That's not the message here. The message is you have to think about the fact that, again, it's it's you. You are the important key here, all right? So opportunity versus challenge, all right? You have the ability to shift your mindset, and that's all that it is. And I think that people get so lost in the I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know, I'm waiting for the perfect time kinds of things. Just start moving. Mm-hmm. Just start doing it, and it gets easier, but it's all about a mindset. All my, all Capa- about a mindset. Capability of mindset. I feel like bringing it back to the example of, okay, you just lost your job or your hours were reduced. So you can be stuck in the woe is me, the world is out to get me, life sucks mindset. Or you can shift it to you have an opportunity. Was this a job that you even liked? Yeah. Was this, was this what you wanted to be doing five years from now? Maybe you didn't know. Maybe you were just like, well, it's not a bad job. It's not a good job, but I can do but it. But it pays the bills. But it pays the bills. It's and security. Can, yeah. Mm. But now you're forced into the, what What would you rather be doing? It, it's the opportunity to evaluate what you actually want to be doing five years down the road. And instead of waiting five years to make a change, the universe is just like, hey. Hey, I'm giving I'm gonna, you what you wanted. I'm forcing you to change now. So yeah. when this is all over, because this will, this will figure itself out like I'm I'm in the mindset now of this too shall pass things are not going to go back to exactly the way they were before but we're not going to be quarantined forever we're not going to be on lockdown forever this will figure itself out and people will go back to work but where will you be going back to work to you have two weeks to six weeks to two months whatever to figure this stuff out and maybe you do go back to the job because it's a, a guaranteed paycheck whatever but now you have the mindset of, but I'm looking for something 
more fulfilling. Yeah. I'm looking for the opportunities. So instead of just closing the book and being like, woe is me, I'm just going to sit here and, and pity myself and pity the rest of the world because there's nothing I can do about it, start looking for the other opportunities. I am surprised at how many posts I've seen. There's not a ton, but there's way more than I thought there would be about people that are hiring right now. Oh, God, yeah. Are, there are jobs that are hiring if you're looking for them. If you've been laid off, there are opportunities There are opportunities, there. yeah. You just have to be willing to look for them. And that's a huge mindset, mind shift change because if you are putting the negative energy onto the universe and saying, well, there's nothing, nobody's hiring. Everybody's no, getting laid off. Everybody's getting laid off. There's nobody hiring. There's no money out there to be made. I can't do it. We're all going to die. We're all going to fail then yeah, you're not going to see the opportunities. The universe is not going to show them to you because they know that they're, you're not ready for them. You're asking for yeah. misery. You're you going to get misery. You are asking to see other people's negative posts on Facebook. That's literally like the best analogy I can use is that if you start making bad negative posts on Facebook, the algorithm of Facebook is going to show you other negative like-minded posts on Facebook. So if you start making positive posts on Facebook and you start changing your algorithm on Facebook, you will start to see more positivity. You have to think of it as the universe is one giant algorithm. You have to put energy out that you want to receive. Yeah. And so. I think that that's such a hippie moment that I, we, we, we talk about that a lot, right? But people get, they start rolling their eyes because oh, like yeah. power of positive thinking. Exactly. But it's exactly what you just said, because I mean, when you equate that to a real life example, if you were hanging out with people and somebody is just bringing you the F down or you're like, this person is not my tribe. Like mm -hmm. I can feel it. You, you know that. So how, how do you think it's any different than when you're sitting at home alone or on social media or doing whatever, you're still projecting that energy some way, shape or form. So that is why I always go back to my phrase, worrying is praying for stuff you don't want. I just think that is an incredibly powerful thing. Thanks Jensen Chero for that quote. Um, but you're exactly right. That's exactly what it is, is that you, it's, it's all about that mentality. And I know that people think that it's not, that it can be that easy. It really is that easy, but it takes practice because oh, yeah. your brain is already wired to think the things it thinks so if something bad happens we all react our own ways i guarantee you that the way jess responds to things is different than i do but we also both know that two years ago the way we reacted to things was quite different than it is today too oh wait. but two years ago you and i were basically the same person negatively yeah like, yeah yeah and now we we both respond differently but it's more positive than it was a hundred percent i agree i agree but the only way we got there was practice yes it was the only way we got there was practice like the first day you make a good decision you might not follow through all the way oh, because yeah. your scary little monkey mind says but this is new i don't want to do it why are we doing this why don't we just do the old thing it's easy i don't want to do this thing so that's the awareness step that we always talk about is that you have to go, wait a minute, I think I want to do better. But then monkey mind goes, but I'm not ready to do better. So then you slip back into the thing. So that's that's an okay place to be, but you can't let go of the, you can't let go of the awareness portion of it. You cannot let monkey mind win because mm -hmm. that's how you will be miserable forever. Okay. So I, I mean, I actually told um, my team earlier this week that when you're looking at it as an opportunity, right, w when you have the sequestered quarantine, whatever you want to call it, that you're we know that social activities are going to be limited for a while. You know that. I know that. The entire world knows that at this point. So for yourself, are you going to use this time to get fatter, broker, and sadder? Or are you going to make a conscious effort to... Pull up your Pinterest board and actually do some things on it. Are you going to 
FaceTime your grandma and then realize when you get off the phone, like that was really crazy. The fact that I live in the same town as her and all this time I had the ability to connect with her in real life and I didn't. So now we're doing it through, you know, my cell phone, but you still did it. Mm -hmm. Right. Just don't let, don't let yourself forget that, that after things return to whatever type of normal is what we can call it, your grandma still wants you to visit. So still go visit. Right. But, um, you have, I mean, I, I think that I guarantee for you, except for people that like now are in industries that are booming or like, like we said, job creation, right? They're probably crazier than they've ever been before. But for most of us, we have gained the gift of time because yeah. we don't have to commute because we aren't overcommitted to all of these things in person. I guarantee most people had their schedules have opened up. Um, and that's why we talked about, you know, like seeing people in our neighborhoods now, mm -hmm. obviously I know part of it's the gyms closed, but a lot of this is just people have been pent up in their houses the last two weeks and they need to get out. Uh, so that's that's another opportunity, right? Well, that's a great example because yesterday alone, I, you know, I had my bonus kids for six days and, you know, last yesterday was day five, I guess, or day six, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, we had been pent up so much and I had already taken them outdoors as much as I could over the weekend. But yesterday I was like, mm, at lunchtime, we're going out. We went out for about 20 minutes. It was a little chilly. So we went back home. And then after dinner time, I was like, you know what? We're going back out. Like, let's get outside. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a one, once a day thing. It can be a multiple times a day thing. But six weeks ago, I was going to say six months, but just six weeks ago, I'd have been like, ah, oh, no, we can wait till this weekend to go out, like to go to the park. Maybe like, later. Maybe later. Maybe later. Blah. Maybe later. And then yesterday I was just like nope let's go let's yeah. go like the kids didn't even want to go the first time and I was like I don't care put your jackets on we're going like yeah. let's get out of the house and then everybody wanted to go after dinner last night and it was so much fun at sunset at the park and we played with the soccer ball and the football and yeah really well and I think that I mean that's part of the thing for me is I feel like this is forcing us to go backwards in time a little bit before we have it, it and it's so crazy to me because we have all this power of technology but now you're seeing more people outside mm -hmm. so we need to find a way to find a good balance here here and we can't go to the other extreme again where we were um but it's just it's crazy to me that that's the way that it's been working out so yeah are you gonna be fatter broker and sadder okay there is there's a no uh, surprise that there, there there's no correlation is what i meant to say there's no correlation between netflix stock increasing amazon stock mm -hmm. increasing um these these people are making a lot of money right now on this this thing okay so that i i don't i'm not saying like to to get rid of your conveniences i am a huge fan of conveniences but make sure that you're aware of what will happen to yourself if you are not choosing to get on the pinterest board and do the things if you're not choosing to do the skype with your friends or family or whatever well and it's you're you're investing your time like if, even if you're broke as a joke right now you don't have any money you still have a a valuable commodity you have time mm -hmm. so are you going to invest your time in netflix which uh i'm i've been netflixing in the shower and while i do dishes and everything because my phone's waterproof so i can take it with me while i'm doing other things so i still feel like i'm sitting streaming but i'm not doing it on the couch because when i'm sitting down i'm doing work and i'm focusing on work but when i'm up doing other things i'm mindlessly listening to netflix in the background but you're still you We've all been asking or saying for the last, I don't know how many, 27 years of my life, I don't have enough time to work out. I don't have enough time to cook at home. I, I don't have, have enough time, time to try that thing. To, yes, yeah. exactly. Now all we have is time. Yeah. So we have a hot commodity. Amazon is cashing in on it. Netflix is, Hulu is, all of these places. 
that offer convenience things and entertainment things are distracting things distracting is what I like to call us. them. Yeah. Are cashing in on our hard earned cash. You might think, oh, but it's only like $15 a month for Netflix. But yeah, $15 times how many billion people in the world? Like, and I want that and how many rolls of toilet paper is that? Exactly. Like, that's a lot of money, a lot of money from them where you could be spending your time looking at YouTube tutorials on how to work out from home. You have all the time in the world now. You might as well use it to work out. You might as well learn, take a take an online cooking class. There are free options out there. So even if you don't have money, but all you have is time, you can, you can connect to the interweb mm -hmm. and find your free resources and learn a new skill while we're in quarantine or self-isolation, whatever you are whatever on right now. It. Yeah. 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 Because technically we are not on quarantine. Not... We are not on lockdown. We are on social distancing. That Correct. Is, that is what Lincoln, Nebraska is in right now is just social distancing. We, they have not shut down all the restaurants. They have not shut down. That's when it becomes quarantine. Mm -hmm. And then lockdown is when you are not legally allowed to leave your house unless you are going to the hospital or to grocery a, store. A, those two. a grocery store or um, a job that is deemed necessary, necessary like yeah. law hospital. enforcement, hospital, things like that. Right. We are not on lockdown yet. Yeah. So we, we still have time to get out and do things and enjoy things. We just have to distance ourselves. Correct. And, and do that, by the way. That's how you flatten the curve. Exactly. Yes. Social distance. Not yourself. all about you. Okay. And as somebody who my income almost solely relied on being in people's homes, I am telling you that. So think about the bigger picture. And it's not, it's not about, it's not just about like who you could pass it off to. It's about how long can we make this last? Mm -hmm. And if, we, if we're smarter about it, if we watch what other countries are going through, what other states are going through, and we don't do those things, <laughs> or we take the best of what they, they have been able to figure out so far, then this won't be as long as it could potentially be, you know, whereas other countries are in three months into this right now. Well, yeah, because China didn't this start in December. And Ish, Chi yeah. China is just now starting to see a decline Correct. in the new right. new positive results in testing so it's we're right. still in the middle of it they're still in the thick of it and it's march so yeah it's almost april yeah so when i i think i mean it's hard not to talk about money as like the main focus of this conversation because i think that's probably the besides like the new emotions people are feeling it's got to be about money mm -hmm. it's got to be about security it's got to be about financial sanity and and things like that um and i just want to say like I, there, I don't have a lot to say about it because everybody's individual situation is going to be different but i think that you you need to take a couple of deep breaths and again this is one of the things where you need to recognize that you're not alone and be, when i say not being alone in this is again it's not about pulling yourself out of the woe is me because it's okay to feel that way it's still scary regardless of how much money you have in the bank that your income could go overnight to zero but it's also about um knowing that other people are going through it and i think that that makes it that makes it less intense sometimes i agree 100 percent. my we were kind of just talking about this before um, we actually jumped on. The, we need to start recording the before the podcast conversation. <laughs> That'll be a special <laughs> special edition episodes. Yes, because we have such good conversations we do. right before we hit record. Yeah. But my mindset has been since this thing started, because I am self-employed, because my income directly is related to socializing with other people, I was freaking out because I was like, well, all of my income is going to go to zero. But then quickly after that thought was, yeah, but everyone's going to be in the same boat. So if I can't make my, for example, if I can't make my credit card payment, well, I'm not going to be the only person in the world. So who cares? You know, yes, it's going to suck to pay that, you know, late fee or interest or whatever, but 
that to me is not a priority right now. I can figure out that problem in three months when business is back to normal yeah. or, or usual. Right now I have to focus on getting food in, in my house, a roof over my head, running water, all of those necessities. And so it was just a prior, or it was just a priority shift, I guess. It was, I stopped putting in the energy, the anxiety into, well, that might ruin my credit score. Yeah, but credit scores bump back. Oh, but that's going to increase the interest and over time I'm going to pay, you know, a couple hundred dollars more. Yeah, but I'm going to survive. I, I'm going to get through this hard time and financially I will bounce back from it. It'll be okay. The other thing that I shifted was my perspective of what are you going to do now that will help prepare you to be a better version of yourself at the end of this? So whether that's personal development or professional development, as a photographer, I'm so thankful that my mentor, my photographer mentor checked in with me yesterday and she was very blunt. And she was like, what are you doing to practice and prepare for when business starts to um, flood in again? So she gave me tips on and breakdowns of this is what you need to be practicing at home. This is what you need to focus on so that when you start booking more gigs in three months, four months, whatever, you are better off. You're a better photographer. Mm -hmm. you, you have better quality to give. Preach it, Alexis. <laughs> um, yes, on my coaching call, I mean, all week, honestly, that's what I was telling people. It was like, this is a make or break particular situation, in my opinion. I think that leaders will be born mm -hmm. in this moment. And there's a lot of people that are going to run for the hills because they can't take the pressure of whatever it is. Um, but you're going to find a lot of people figure out, oh, my gosh, like this is this is a really good time to lead. And um, business will withstand for a lot of people as long as they remain consistent, in my opinion. I think that this is um, a, a good time to show up. It's a good time to give more than you can get. Um, it's a good time to not have as high expectations, but also not to think that whatever you do is not important. I think that there's a lot of people, especially this is interesting to me because as, you're, as a business owner, right, there's two sides of the facet. There's some people that get so upset about I can't believe you're going to try to run your business right now. How dare you? Like, how insensitive of you? There are absolutely people that feel that way. But then there's other people that need a sense of normalcy. They also are okay financially. They, um, whatever it is that you're selling is priority in their life. Um, but most importantly, that you can't, you can't expect yourself not to pay yourself. Like, Target's not going to shut down. Walmart is sure as hell not shutting down. You shouldn't expect that you should have to shut down because of who you are, or what your business is. And as a business owner, I think that they probably grapple with a lot of guilt about is this, is it socially kosher? It doesn't, it, it is, it's your business. Whether people shop or not, is, is, is that's it. You know what I mean? That's the factor. Will they shop or not? Will you show up? Will you give them more than you can get at this moment? And uh, people will want to do business with you if you are able to give them more than more than you normally do at this at this point. I think that that's oh, yeah. what I think about business. I have a perfect example of that. As a photographer, I rely on people booking with me, and I've had an un, in or huge, at a minute mark. I have had a huge amount. I, was, I can't even remember what the word I was going to try and use. <laughs> Anyways, big words are hard. Um, I have had a ton of people cancel their sessions with me that I had booked for March and April. I've had three weddings completely cancel. I've had one wedding that's rescheduled for 2021 that still wants to book me. It, they said if I'm available for the day that they choose in 2021. But I've also seen a lot of photographers, like I'm still open for business. I'm still taking new bookings. If you want to book a session for March still, since we still have a week left, I'm still doing those, showing up, doing those sessions. I'm available for you. 
there's other photographers that have completely posted that they are they have canceled everything for the foreseeable future when this blows over they will start to take rebookings and reschedulings and there's a lot of people commending them on social media like oh you care about about our community more than other people do like good for you for closing down shop and i was like and in my mindset is i was very happy that they financially were able to do that for their business i however am not i am still open for business because i need that business but I have changed my policies. I used to have a, a cancellation fee. I used to have a rebooking fee. And for the foreseeable future, if we're rescheduling because of the coronavirus or because of loss of income, I ha I'm waiving that fee for my clients because I care about them. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not re I'm not issuing refunds because I can't afford to refund everybody. I'm not issuing, um, I'm not closing down because I can't afford to. But I'm still open for the women that want to. Like for example, I have two boudoir sessions today and one tomorrow or on friday and two of those three were booked within the last seven days and paid for in the last seven days so there are still people out there that can afford to do boudoir sessions right now that still want to do them because they want a distraction from the rest of the stuff going on in the world and i am not the only photographer open in lincoln but i'm one of the few that are still taking new bookings for the time like for right now for the time being yeah and so. that's exactly how you need to look at it is that it's it's not different than being in business ever it's you can't judge because you don't know yeah. you have no idea what people can spend or are willing to spend um and you i mean if you truly believe in what you do i think that that's that's it like it i believe in my heart of hearts that intimacy and wellness are they're they're, they're going to be more prevalent they need to be more prevalent in this time of need it doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to be raking in as much money but as a business owner you should be okay with that and for me again i'm looking at it as an opportunity so what do i need to do what do i need to do to make sure that the ba the bills will still be paid and i'll still be in business and if those don't look exactly the way they looked 30 days ago then that's okay it's not a failure it's a, it's a pivot it's a finding another way to make sure that this works out and um you know i think that for any business owner you might have had like a moment like what you were saying about cancellations is it's that empathy because that's a perspective shift. I think it's very easy to go, how dare they? Like mm -hmm. I have bills to pay exactly. and you do have bills to pay. And so do they. Yep. And, um, for, for some people it's not a priority. So that for, for you to be like, I get it. I totally understand. Let's just go ahead and see what we can do about rescheduling. That is a way better mindset than F off. I can't believe you. Like, you know what I mean? Without, yeah. with, I'm, I'm not saying a lot of photographers would say that, but, no, but but it's definitely a natural reaction to feel that way. It's not about you though. And that's the problem is that you have to take yourself out of the equation because it's not about you right exactly. now. So um, when we're talking about like how to kind of survive this, now we had looked this up right before because I truly believe that there's a lot of people probably going through anxiety attacks right now. Um, I believe there's probably a lot of people going through their very first anxiety oh, yeah. attack. Uh, sure. And so we, I looked it up because I didn't know. There's a difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack. So an anxiety attack was basically described at onset by triggers. So you might feel all of a sudden very fearful or very insecure or sad or whatever. And I think it's mostly to do with fear in my opinion. But um, a panic attack is not triggered. It can just happen whenever. So if you feel shortness of breath, if you feel kind of discombobulated, if you feel that you can't really keep your focus, um, if you're having trouble breathing, those are definitely um, signs of an anxiety attack, but I need to back it up for you because for me, like when I started going to therapy, my doctor basically told me, uh, my counselor told me that I was on the verge of having anxiety and I had no idea. So it's crazy to me because I, I feel like depression probably, nobody got time for depression right now. You just can't be depressed 
Um, but you can be mimicking symptoms for sure. Like if you, so this is the way it was described to me. So I'm going to explain this because I think it's really powerful. So if you like, for me, what was happening is I was like, I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. I get it, whatever it was. I got a parent. I got to run a business, whatever. So if you're like super, super fast about nailing stuff, getting it done and you're really productive, and then all of a sudden, then you're like, but I now I need a break. Like you start to move in super slow snail mode. So then like you, you swing down into some low emotions and then you feel bad about it. You figure that out. I can't do that. I can't do that. So I have to swing back up high and I have to get things done, have to get, get things done, get things done. And you're in this vicious cycle where you're doing pretty much those two emotions all the time. That's depression and anxiety. Yeah, so that's, I'm in the middle of my upswing right now because oh, over yeah. the last week I was in the it was weird because when the kids were around, I was putting on a brave face and putting on a smile and making sure that they were taken care of. But the second that they walked out of the room or I was by myself, I was low emotion, need to pass out and sleep for six hours because I have no energy. And now it's, I'm recognizing, okay, I can't be stuck in that mode forever. I need to get some stuff done. And now I'm back in the upswing and it's, I'm stuck in the awareness of, I don't want to be in this vicious cycle forever, but I don't know how to get to the awake stage and where I'm not in the vicious cycle again and again. Yeah. And that's going to be different for everybody, which I think is the challenge for sure. So the, the sweet spot would obviously be in between. Mm -hmm. You want to live in between. So you have the awareness of, for me, what it is, is like, it's, it's, it's a few things, which sounds a little woohoo. One of them is tracking my period because I know that while I'm so, I feel so fortunate that I don't have PMS, like I don't have like the way that I used to, I believe that's after a lifestyle change for sure. But that doesn't change the fact that you can eat all the great foods and you can exercise all the time, but you cannot change the fact that hormones are going to rise and fall. Um, so that's, that's something I'm aware of. I know that a three to five days before I'm supposed to have my cycle, I don't believe in myself. I have imposter syndrome like you wouldn't believe. I don't think I can do anything. And that is like a reoccurring month to month thing for me. And then I also know that like during, I'm going to be a little bit more sensitive and emotional. So it's about the awareness. It's about doing the, the hard work and really getting to know who you are. I, that's what I think. And then for me, for anxiety, I know that that's when my brain just doesn't shut off. I know that I'm I, I know that I'm not paying attention to the inner dialogue, but it's running a million miles an hour. And that's when I need to slow down. That's when I need to talk to my partner. That's when I need to do some extra meditation uh, because that's what's going to help me be more aware and get me back to the sweet spot. And that just, again, comes with time. It comes with practice, but it's, it's willing, it's, you need to be willing to do the hard work because it's so easy to get numb in the depression and just let that take over and do the mindless watching of Netflix and then talking to your friends about how Stranger Things is amazing. <laughs> like that's how, that's how out of the loop I am. I'm pretty sure this stranger things isn't even happening right now anyway um but but that's that's the challenge is um it's easy it's easy to sit on the couch it is easy to say like from 10 to 12 you know i could watch four episodes of frazier which i've seen 15 times or whatever you're reliving an experience that you already know okay that's crazy to me but that people do that so much. but I, I can say that because it was me okay it's enough variety that you know what happens but it's still funny so you know it's gonna make you laugh you know what i mean so mm -hmm. you have to be aware of those things um and for myself it was definitely um, a situation that it was, I think, I, I mean, the tools was awareness. Yeah. Awareness and practice and practice and practice. But I think the, the, the biggest thing I'll tell you is you have to fucking want it. And I didn't even know that I wanted it at times. I didn't. I thought the way I was living my lifestyle was the way I was living my lifestyle. And I had this revelation this morning, actually, when I was getting up at 6 a.m. for the third day in a row. 
I, I laid in bed and I was like, nobody would know if I went back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know if I went back to sleep. I don't like being up this early. I, I really don't like it. And then I thought to myself, because Fraser Brooks told me, Fraser, oh God, I knew was going to screw his name up. Fraser Brooks said to, what he says to himself every morning is, what's the alternative? And then before he goes to bed, he says, what's the alternative? And I laid in my bed and I said, what's the alternative? You won't be able to get work done because you have three children at home today. You know that you'll have to kind of scramble from here to here to get 15 minutes of work done. If you get up right now and you do your exercising, which you know your body's going to love, then you're going to have a solid hour and a half of uninterrupted work time. What, what's better, right? So it's it's that practice. It's the, I want the better lifestyle. I don't want the fear. I don't want anxiety. I don't want living less than paycheck to paycheck. Those are things I don't want for myself anymore. And I know that I deserve better than that. So the only person who's going to give it to me is me. So you have to get really real, I think, about those things. And goal setting would be important here, but I think that that's another conversation. But we talked about working on your ideal day, in my opinion, because if you if you are somebody that's listening to this and you have some personal development under your belt, you are probably better off than people that are fully asleep right now. Mm-hmm. So if this is your first podcast, you know, just a very short explanation I recommend listening to a previous podcast when we talk about I don't remember what title it was but we have to figure it out but three steps of being in um, personal development basically when you're asleep which is majority of the population you don't do anything like you probably don't work out you probably don't eat very well you probably have poor relationships and it might be one of these things and it might be all of these things you might be crappy with your finances Um, you might treat people like and you don't even know it that's being asleep Being in the awareness mode is the second place. It's where you recognize all of those things that don't really line up with who you are and you want to change them. And sometimes you do, but maybe you don't or you don't stick with it. You don't have consistency in your life yet. And then the third step is it's fully awake and it's the hardest step to get to and almost nobody lives in it 100%. The only people that truly do are like Eckhart Tolle and Mother Teresa and uh, the Dalai Lama. Um, Most likely people like that mindset. And that just takes constant practice and constant awareness, um, which you have to practice to do through meditation, through journaling, through yoga, through spirituality um, training and things like that. So most people don't get to that. Um, But living at the 2.5, right? So you're mostly awake, but you're struggling awareness sometimes. That's me because I still binge eat and pick my face. That's, (laughs) I know I'm not fully awake. Um, But it's, it's a good place to be because you look at that sleep mode as such a distant life that you can't even imagine how people live there. And not as a shame on you, it's that I wish they knew there was a better way. Mm-hmm. And then you start believing that for yourself all the time and then that's when it makes it easier, in my opinion. So people that were in personal development, I think are probably in a better space than people who are fully asleep. Um, those people who are fully asleep are definitely going through those panic modes or the uh, anxiety all of a sudden and don't know it. The people that are in awareness, which is that second step, those are people that are feeling some discomfort. They're feeling some unease, but they're also in their brain going, but I know it's going to get better. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how, mm-hmm. which gives me anxiety, but I know it's got to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. And I just know. And that's, for me, that's the difference. Like my husband is definitely, you know, he'll be like, he's got some stressors. He's got some things he'll, he'll want to talk about. And I just keep saying it's going to be fine. And I know that, that that's got to be annoying as crap to some people, especially when you're not. But the reason it's going to be fine is because it has to be. It really has to be. There's only one way that things are going to go. So we spend so much of our precious time and energy exhausting over the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, or hows that you're in that cycle and that loop and you lose all that precious energy in just knowing it's going to be okay. It has to be okay because everybody is surviving this. You know what I mean? Yes. 
not necessarily healthily, but you know what I mean. Everybody's surviving this. People have survived worse. So instead of everybody, society will survive this. There, that's that's, yeah. that's a better way to phrase it for sure. To be sensitive, um, people have survived worst, worst, worst. <laughs> I said worst. Um, yeah, we're and this is not a comparison, ideally, but it's it's for you to think about, like. You get to choose. Oh, hey, there's people walking out. I know, I know. I was watching it with that dog. (laughs) I know. That's what we were talking about, right? So personal development. So if you don't already have the tools under your tool belt or any exposure to personal development, then you need to be working on it now, in my opinion. And the biggest reason is not even to survive right now. It's not too little too late, but you're going to be working an uphill battle because Mm -hmm. you're going to be working all five areas of your life at once. But the next thing. Even if it's not a global pandemic, there will be something that happens in your life. You will have the death of a loved one. You will um, become incredibly ill. You'll lose all your money. You'll lose all your friends. Something's going to happen and it won't be just one more time in your life. So mm-hmm. personal development is going to prepare you for all of those things and make sure that you can get through them with ease and more importantly with growth, I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, personally, like some, some girls were asking for like for some tips and tricks. Personally, I would recommend... Um, boosting your immunity. Okay. That's the physical part of your body. You know, that's the external skin vessels, what I like to call it. Okay. That's the thing that is quite literally going to be fighting off defense externally, right? So boosting your immunity system by eating better, by exercising, water intake, doing all the things. And the better, cleaner food you eat, the better off you are. Um, that's an argument for a different day, I think. But then you got to boost your immunity internally. So you want to exercise your mind. You want to do things that, you know, improve your overall daily look on life, but also kind of add value to your life. So boost that immunity inside. And then spirituality would be another way to boost that immunity. Mm -hmm. So getting in touch with a higher power. Um, If you're not ready for that, which was me, you know, even more so this year, then back it up to meditation, yoga, and breathing, I think. Um, that's really difficult for a lot of people, but it's so important. We talk about that, I think, because breathing is to me, that's the first step to getting really hippie breathing because we already do it anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. You just have to realize how powerful it is that you don't really realize that your body does it for you. So when you can reset the clock and interrupt that thought pattern and kind of pay attention to how cool it is that your lungs expand and then they deflate and you're actually taking air in through your nose that you can feel and you can feel it if you pay attention it goes to the bottom of your belly because it's in your lungs like that's crazy cool but again it's the awareness it brings you back to the fact that you are this really cool mechanical thing that's processing and working and living so breathing i got a really great ted talk for you to watch if you struggle with uh, doing some breathing exercises it's super super simple and easy to do and then that will lead you into potentially being able to explore meditation and yoga. And I know that yoga is not for everybody, but I highly recommend it because it's the one thing that I have found. At least I connected with it on mind, body, soul. I, th- I think people can probably get there as runners or weightlifters if that's like their passion. But to me, yoga was meant to integrate those three things together. I miss yoga so much because I have, I personally have not made it a priority since the YMCA closed. And so I have not been doing yoga for the last week and a half two weeks and i i miss it that's crazy because i realized at the end of the week last week that i did it all five days yeah no. yeah and i'll do it all five days this week too um so to me like it's one of those opportunities like you know i was only going two days a week to yoga and now i'm up to five days a week and i already feel like 
Oh, like, I mean, I know that that's part of the reason I'm able to maintain some sanity, but that's the way you need to really shift that focus is right. Like people take antidepressants and anti-anxiety med medication, which I truly believe that that's a necessity for some people. Um, but for me, yoga is that medicine and eating better is that medicine. And, uh, there's no jittery side effects for me or, uh, potential addiction issues or whatever that you know and again that's all personal for me but I believe that I get that by doing those things and now I don't have to worry about the cost of those things or not being able to see my doctor mm -hmm. therapist luckily is doing like the tele thing so yeah. you can still do therapy if you want to but um yeah you're gonna have to start getting into personal development for yourself and we've got gobs and gobs and gobs of amounts of resources for that if you need that for sure but have hard conversations with people that you love right now. It needs to be friends, family, the direct household that you're staying within. Get on the same page and make sure that, you know, you encourage other people, especially kiddos, to understand that if they are feeling a certain way about something, that it's okay to talk about it. Uh, because your children, you know, if you don't help guide them in understanding, they will face everything. Well, not everything. It depends on what their mindset is. But they might face things as challenges instead of opportunities in this moment. So you have the power to help guide them at this time so they feel more equipped to deal with these types of things, especially, again, when they come across them in their adult lives. Now, one of the things that is the most important, I think, is the feely emotions that we mm -hmm. talked about you can't right now is not a good time to be burying things and that's difficult because if that's all you've ever been doing you're going to be inclined to do it now oh yeah so what would you say as somebody that's kind of in the awareness node what's the easiest way to start accepting and being okay with the emotions um it i really truly had to change my mindset of instead of thinking them as feelings thinking of of what i was going through as energy and you know Basically, I think of it as when somebody upsets me, I have enough poise not to freak out in front of them, but I take all of that energy that I would have freaked out in front of them and I bottle it up and I push it down deep down and below. Or when they make me sad, instead of crying in front of them, I, I take that energy and I bottle it up inside. And at some point I get rattled and that pressure, you know, carbonation, whatever, mm -hmm. shakes, gets shaken and it comes exploding out from me. So... I had to just think of feelings as energy. And when I started to think of it that way, I started to realize that doing things that release that energy in a healthy way was helping me process those emotions and feel those feelings without exploding. Because I, for, you know, except for the last year, I would say, because in the last years when I've really been doing personal development and really been going to therapy and doing all the steps and trying to feel the feelings, so for 26 years of my life, I bottled things up and I, I did it in a way that I didn't realize I was bottling up emotions. I thought that I was handling myself well. I truly was asleep and thought that I was perfect and did no wrong. But when you're, when I reflect on how I handled anything, 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 different <laughs> yeah. situations throughout my life, I bottled things up. I was a pro, honestly. Yeah, like same, I, same. I was so good at hiding my true emotions. I just didn't know there was a different way. Yeah. Exactly. True. 100% I agree with that statement. I was not aware that there was a different way to handle yourself or to process emotions. And I came from a family where my biological father told me that therapy was a waste of money and that they were just thieves, you know, to listen to you talk and steal your cash, whatever. So I, w I did not know that there was another alternative to bottling things up. And so I forgot where I was going with that. But anyways, um, but w over the last year, like I have cried more in yep. the last year than I ever have in my entire life. Yep. 
I think on one hand, I could count the number of times that I cried in front of my friends growing up. And one of them was at a sleepover. At the, one of those memories that's burned in my head. And they, I was mocked for it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those, mm-hmm. well, I'm never crying in never front of my crying. friends. Yep. And never crying. And people that I thought, I thought cared about me. Exactly. Yep. So I was like, never crying in front of my friends ever again. And I didn't for a long time. Yeah. And there was a few people that had ever seen my, me cry outside of my immediate family. And now at the drop of a hat, I cry. Yep. I ran into some coworkers at, at a funeral um, a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like forever ago. And they asked me how I was doing. And I just told them, I was like, well, I'm in therapy for, you know, my PTSD from the job that in law enforcement that we worked. I was like, I was like, so be gentle with me because I cried the drop of a hat now. And they thought that that was funny, but I was like, no, really? Like I process my emotion so quickly sometimes now that I will let myself cry and I will process that, yeah. that energy and let it flow through me because yeah. if I feel like crying, I'm going to cry. Right. That's, that's, I, I think that's very important because we see that manifested through anger a lot and crying as well. Um, and I, I agree with that statement. I cry more now than I ever have to, but I promise you that like it gets better mm-hmm. because you, um, for me, I cry more out of joy and gratitude now, which is, yeah. sounds silly, but I do, which is great. Um, but because I feel like I'm in check better about what like triggers me that I don't get as sad because I get ahead of it. So yeah. it does get better. And I promise that. And the same thing with anger too, because you're able to step back and go, whoa, whatever's happening right now is not about me. So yeah. this person is not intentionally trying to make me mad. So I need to recognize that. I'm not trying to bring that energy into my life. Exactly. Right. So that all gets better for sure. But there's <clears throat> other ways to process energy other than crying. Like yeah, ex- yeah. exercising, eating right, stretching, yoga, things like meditation. that. Meditation. Meditation. There's other ways to process energy. But it, I feel like if you're just beginning personal development, if you can and you don't, you've never been okay with talking about your feelings, start processing it as energy. I feel angry. Yeah. Yes, that's a feeling, but anger is still like an, an an energy. And then you'll eventually be able to shift your mindset to, I'm allowing myself to feel angry. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that is important because it's really just a synapse in the brain. It's not, it's not something that it's, it's crazy because your body can have a physical reaction to the emotion, but it's just you telling your body that this yeah. is what I'm supposed to do because I'm upset instead right. of when I'm upset, maybe I should think about why I'm upset and how to get through it. That's it. That's all it is, is rewiring the brain. So um, I hope that this was helpful. It was definitely a lot of hopefully um, like awareness to what you might be feeling or what you might be going through. Uh, there, there's just, there is, in my opinion, there's a lot that you can do. Um, and if you just are like, I just, I don't know, I'm telling you, reach out to the both of us as two people that are hardcore in the arena, not only in the arena itself, but like in the arena of promoting personal development, it's the best gift you can give yourself. And here's what's cool about it is that it can be free and it lasts for effing ever. It really does. So um, this too shall pass is definitely the phrase that I'm leaning into with this. And I hope that y'all feel that Uh, just one day at a time, one big mountain at a time, whatever it needs to be dealt with today is where everybody's at so don't feel like you're alone because you're not um and it's it's gonna get better i promise and i don't even think it's i mean for me it's not that bad but i i know that it's terrible for some people right now so mm-hmm. uh just know that you've got a community if you want it so as we wrap up miss anderson go ahead and tell them again where they can find you photos with anderson.com or on facebook and again don't forget to search for that super private group it's boudoir photos with anderson if you're a lady 18 years or older or you can just friend request me because I like friends. Because you like friends. I like friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got that class that's happening on Saturday. Don't forget uh, with everything that's going on, I'm not really sure what we'll be doing, you know, going forward with everything. But we got to we have to do what we can to re- remain uh, social, ladies and gents, for sure. Uh, so the class is happening on Saturday. We also have uh, the Beginner's Guide to Wellness happening through the 
book of face as usual and you can find a good girl's guide over there too if you want to give that a likey like i've been sharing a lot of content for trying to process through these times um and some activities as well and on instagram you can find me at vote for parties too that's where i'm being you can find request me on facebook i'm over there too and i've got a very private page for 18 years or older and feminine energy right now happen we got a daily live to build on your intimacy if you feel like you're struggle busting or how to connect in this quarantine it's a good time to do that so that's several ways you can find us make sure you share this podcast too that's the number one thing we want you to do because it's 100 free to do so and sharon makes you beautiful all right so we'll tune in next week don't know what our topic is per the usual but we'll figure it out it always works out that way thank you so much for being a part of what we do we appreciate each and every one of you we hope that you are all staying happy and healthy and please make sure to wash your hands all right we'll see you next week ladies and gents bye-bye